Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. On today's show, we're going to talk about a number of new laws that have come down from California that, came, that may be coming to a state near you. Uh, you definitely want to be made aware of some shocking bills that have now become law that can impact uh, many people even outside the state of California as other legislators uh, choose to often copy California. Tell me, talk about these and other matters we have with us here. Uh, none other than uh, PJI's uh, pastor liaison and head of the Church Finds Its Voice pro- program, uh, Peter, Pastor Peter Mord. Welcome, Pastor. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Brad. Yeah. Now, Peter, first I want to talk about what you're doing with uh, the church engagement mm-hmm. office that we have for PJI. It's in Palmdale, California. Mm-hmm. It's, it's headquartered out of your church. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what are you doing? What are you trying to accomplish uh, with, uh, this, through this church engagement office and the program specifically, Church Finds Its Voice? Yeah, well, we're trying to encourage other churches to be salt and light in their community, and we're trying to lead by example. Uh, I really believe that churches can uh, have courage, and their courage will be contagious. Other churches will follow the example of a church that basically says, we don't want to be silent anymore. We don't want to be on the sideline. We want to be uh, getting out and uh, knowing our elected officials, knowing what they believe, what they stand for, but then encouraging our congregations to vote biblically and to steward the voice that God's given to them. Yeah, and your church isn't trying to get churches to steer away from the, the gospel or steer away from right. a, a higher calling. You're just trying to get them to basically display the love of Christ that they purport to have, right? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if a church does not vote, the people don't vote, they're basically saying we don't care and the love that we say we have doesn't really exist. Yeah, it's not very loving to be selective about the biblical commands that you're going to follow. And one of the things that we are really encouraging churches to do is just to preach the whole counsel of God. Like the Bible talks about abortion. The Bible talks about Israel. The Bible talks about all of these issues that are in the public sphere. And what we've done is we've made this unintentional, probably sometimes intentional list of things that we won't talk about or that we think we shouldn't talk about because we don't want to offend people without thinking, what does God want me to talk about? And what does the Bible say about these issues? And if I'm a Bible preacher, I just have to stand up and I have to say, thus saith the Lord, here's what the Bible says, and uh, and not allow my teaching and preaching to be shaped by culture. Right. And and not desiring to offend someone in your church. Right. I, I see that so much. And what would you say to pastors, Peter, who are sort of in that situation, they say, well, we're a seeker church, you know, and we don't want to offend people. We have some, maybe some non-believers here. So we just want to just preach, just quote unquote, preach the gospel and, and not preach anything from scripture that may offend people or maybe deemed to be political. It's uh, paradoxical because the gospel is offensive. So the gospel in itself is a rebuke 
against the way of the world to say, this is why Jesus had to come. He came because sinners, uh, you know, rejected God's way of good and evil. Uh, you know, you go back to the gospel, it is offensive. So a lot of people say, well, I don't want to offend anyone. And I, and I, and I often think to myself, you know, well, you're probably not preaching the, the whole gospel then because the gospel in itself is a confrontation of culture. So beyond yeah. that, I think it's important to know that good people will leave if you do not speak the truth. Mm. And the people who stay oftentimes are people who uh, will, in the later uh, time, they'll, they'll come back to you and say, hey, wait a second, you, you weren't telling us the truth. You, we, we trusted that you were preaching the whole Bible, but you were skipping what you thought we didn't want to hear. You don't want to go to a doctor and hear just what you, what you think he wants you to hear. No, you want to go to the doctor and hear exactly what you need to hear. Right. You want to hear, hey, right. this is what needs to be done. And so pastors need to stand up, they need to have a backbone, and they need to say, uh, this is what the Bible says, and of course, say it in love. Uh, but we need to stop tickling people's ears, as First and Second Timothy talks about, and we need to start preaching the truth. Right. It's so, it's so important. You know, and a classic example of this testing of many pastors and churches is dealing with Israel. Right. You know, I, I, I know there are pastors out there who are just afraid to even talk about it, but the Word of God is very clear. Those who... Bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. And silence is, is the same as acquiescing to evil. And so a lot of pastors and churches have been silent, completely right. silent, amidst this tragedy and a, an assault on Israel and their desire to continue to exist as is a fulfillment, uh, I believe, of clear prophecy in Scripture. Absolutely. And I, I've been telling our church silence is compliance when it comes to this issue, like uh, to just go right along with, um, you know, the, the innocent killing of thousands of Jews, um, the, the, the murdering of babies, the burning of babies. I mean, just the horrific acts that have been uh, perpetrated by Hamas. I mean, this has been uh, not just historic it's been of biblical per, 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 proportions, and you can look back in, in, you know, Bible, throughout the Bible, and see how the nation of Israel has been attacked, and those who stood with Israel will be blessed. And by the way, in Psalm 122, it talks about the, the need to pray for peace in Jerusalem, and, and I think that right now is a good time to say, hey, are, are we doing that? Are we following what the Bible says about praying for peace and about blessing those that bless Israel and cursing those that curse. I mean, there's a curse that comes upon those who will say, hey, we, we don't care, you know, they've done their fair share of wrong or whatever and try to excuse what's happening. I mean, if, if, if we allow Iran, they will push Israel right off the map. Yeah. And so we've got to stand, and part of that is speaking about it. You know, what's interesting is, is to listen to what these demonstrators, these pro-PLO, pro-Hamas uh, demonstrators are doing on college campuses. You know, what they're saying is, you know, uh, the Palestinians have a right for self-determination. They, they have a right to their own state. You know, Israel's been uh, oppressing them, and, and they should be, be uh, able to be autonomous. That's their messaging. But that's not the truth of what Hamas is about or what the Fatah is about. Uh, or the, you know, the governments of the, of the West Bank and, and Gaza, for that matter, um, their resolve, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, I know you're real you know, red on Israel uh, and what's going on, but th their resolve in writing is the extermination of all of Israel. 
Right. They don't want just self-determination. They want to kill and eliminate all the Jews from the Middle East, from Israel, right. for Israel to no longer exist. That is their game plan. That is their resolve. Yes. So it, it's just a massive deception as far as I'm concerned. When we look right. at Harvard University and these others, Yale and all of them, they're out there demonstrating. It's a false narrative. It's, the reality yeah. is they are demonstrating against Jews' rights to exist in the Middle East and Israel's right to even exist as a nation, which should be shocking to anyone who values the right of self-determination for the state of Israel, Christian or non-Christian. Yeah, and I've had some people push back and say, well, what about the, the Christian Palestinians? And what about, you know, all of the, and there's so many, they say there's so many complexities. I will tell you, you can boil it down to this. It's not geological, it's ideological. It is, it is a group of people that say, we don't want the other group, Hamas does not want the Jews to exist. They want to kill them. They want to cleanse them off the face of the earth. That's their words, not, not mine. And it's also interesting, if you go back to 1948, when, when the Jews were given this land, they, there was not a Palestine. There was not, I mean, it was like the Ottoman Empire, and then before that, you know. So you had all of these other groups that could have claimed it. They didn't. The Palestinians do not have a claim for occupation, the fact that, you know, well, we're falsely, you know, being occupied. No, 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 no. That's not, that has never been the case. And it's interesting also, Brad, the name Palestine, a lot of people don't realize this, the very name Palestine uh, in Hebrew and in Arabic, it means agitator, warrior, someone who fights against. And I really believe that that's, that's who they are, like in their DNA. Hamas is just wanting to fight against this people, and we know why. Biblically, we know why, because right. they are God's chosen people, regardless of if they have not, you know, come to Christ. Uh, I believe this is, this is there, there are some, uh, you know, covenantal promises that are still uh, true even to today. So, be, so Israel is God's chosen people. Yes. Clearly. Yeah. And that is really, that's really the reason why that's Hamas. That's the reason. Yeah, because... You know, I think I think they're demonic. What they do is demonic. You know them by their fruits. Yeah. And you look at Hamas. Even you look at the Fatah. Even the West Bank. Yes. Um, these are entities that are about murder and annihilation of a group of people of the Jews. And yeah. to think for one moment that Israel does not have the right to protect itself from a mass of murderers mm-hmm. out to kill them, who then they've already done their, a lot of killing, and they want to do more killing. It's insane. They need to be able to to take out every single member of Hamas, et cetera. Now, as far as those in the northern part of Gaza, mm-hmm. Israel gave a, a notice with you know, just tons of little notices, and by paper they've, they de- deposit them all over the north part of Gaza, saying you need to evacuate, we're going to do massive bombing and invasion in 24 hours. You have 24 hours to evacuate. Um, many of them did. Uh, Israel has given much more than 24 hours. As of now, they have yet to fully invade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, the, these people who are there, they know in northern Gaza, they know Israel's coming. They know Israel's bombing. And my understanding is those who haven't left, who still have not left, either A, are supportive of Hamas, mm-hmm. and the overwhelming majority of Gaza is supportive of Hamas. Mm-hmm. They elected Hamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... 
you know, you may have some there in the north that are still saying, yeah, we want to we want to go down uh, to the, where it's safe, but the terrorists, the Hamas, are ordering us to stay. I mean, you know, there's only so much that Israel can do uh, to to uh, avoid uh, doing what they need to do, which is to to take out those 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 murderers, those thugs. Yeah, and I I think that a lot of people. You know, I'm, I'm, I know you've been over there. I've been over there as well. I, I think sometimes you forget that there's two sides to Gaza, and and it is it is a very um, difficult thing to know exactly where that border begins and where it ends, unless you unless you live there and you know. Um, you know, you, you have you have very close quarters, and so a lot of people are saying, well, why don't they just you know, you know just go on in there. Well, I mean, because it's their neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're in their neighborhood. It's a very, it's a very tense situation. And, and, and I, here's what I think is, is interesting for, for those sitting at home, uh, listening and watching this. I think it's interesting to know that not only is there a prophetic, uh, a prophetic, um, you know, dynamic here and a biblical dynamic. I think there is a responsibility to us as a as an allied partner, as a partner who has said, we will be there for you if this ever happens. It's happening. Now there's mixed signals coming from our administration, from our country. And so we've got to make our voice known to say, hey, we, listen, we said we would stand with Israel. We, we said, we'll, we'll have your back. And now we're sending mixed signals. Yeah, I understand the administration, the Biden administration is trying to now pressure Israel to say, you know, um, Hold off on invading uh, and, and getting those mass murderers who did the mass killing. You know, hold off. Maybe we can you know, have talks and negotiations. I'm like, really? When, when a, a group of people come in and, and massively do a massacre in the United States and kill, do we say, you know, we, we should hold off on arresting them and, and, and taking them out? We Maybe we'll, we'll negotiate with them. Mm. No, you don't negotiate with murderers right. or terrorists. Right. You take them out. That's yeah. what we do in our country. Right. That's, it, it makes total sense. That's what Israel should do as well. And the fact that Biden administration is sending mixed signals is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Even the $100 million that he promised to give to Gaza to, for humanitarian purposes, there's nothing to ensure that that is going to go to help feed the people uh, mm-hmm. instead of going to help Hamas. Right. And we know Hamas, they're willing to use their own people as human shields, so that will not go for humanitarian purposes. They will use that to feed their terrorists, to feed their troops, to uh, continue their, their evil deeds. Yeah, I mean, Hamas has not had an election in 16 years. Um, I mean, they are basically a dictatorship, uh, you know, terrorist. They're recognized as a terrorist organization. And the other scary thing, Brad, that's happening is right now Hezbollah from the north uh, is, is starting to, to assemble their troops. Uh, this is going to be something of biblical proportions, and I think we just need to wake up. Like the time is short. Uh, Jesus said that there would be this, th- these moments, uh, and I mean, you read Matthew twenty-four. I mean, this is exactly what's being described. Um, you know that all the nations of the world will will basically come down on Israel uh, in the in the battle of Armageddon, uh, the Valley of of Jezreel. So, I mean, I, I will tell you that this is this is you know again. Do we know that this is the end today? We don't know, but but it, it certainly is a sign of the times that Jesus is coming back, and uh, it's an exciting time to be a Christian because, listen, in the fourth quarter, you want the ball. 
You know, you, you want to you wanna make it count and to be the generation that I believe will be the generation where, uh, where Christ will choose to come back in our, in our time. Uh, it's, it's an exciting thing. Did you know that PJI is the only legal defense nonprofit in America that serves state citizens by fighting state legislatures across the country to ensure unconstitutional or corrupt bills don't become unconstitutional or corrupt laws? That's right, for over 12 years, PJI's Center for Public Policy has generated success by standing firm in opposition to unconstitutional or immoral state bills, which makes it easier for our allies in the legislatures to kill these kinds of wrong-headed and even depraved pieces of legislation. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis, including our work through our Center for Public Policy, by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Welcome back. Uh, before we progress on to the, the, the next topic about crime, mm-hmm. I know we have something coming up, uh, a town hall in the very near future. Yeah. Uh, you're part of that town yes. hall. Why is it significant? Uh, it's, it's the first town hall that Pacific Justice Institute has put on. Yes. Uh, why should people be interested in participating and uh, attending this, this town hall? Yeah, you know, we are excited about informing uh, people about the, the need to get involved. But more than that, we're going to have some elected officials there who need to see people who are not being silent. They need to see people who are actually standing up uh, for religious freedom, for parental rights. Uh, we're looking forward to, you know, in- encouraging people to get involved, to vote their biblical values, but also to run for office. I think, you know, uh, Judges 9 says that, you know, if, if we forsake good leadership just because we're busy or if we decide not to step up, we will inherit bad leadership. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's lots of reasons, but we really want to be a part of the solution. I've been joking with our church. If you don't come to the Faith and Law Town Hall, uh, you're really surrendering your complaint card. Uh, you, you can't complain if you're not willing to get involved. And I believe that a lot of people, they want to complain. They want to say, hey, this needs to change, but then they don't want to be a part of the change. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be a part of it. We want to we be salt and light. And uh, we've been encouraged to be salt and light uh, by Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what we're trying to do. Now, I understand that the location where it's at in Palmdale, it's already sold out. It's already filled. Uh, so can people still participate in the town hall if they're not there in person? Yeah, so it'll be uh, on November 5th at 5 p.m. It'll be live on Pacific Justice uh, a website. And on, their, uh, if you just, on YouTube, just search Pacific Justice Institute. It'll pop up. It'll be a live link. Uh, you can watch it and, uh, and, and know exactly uh, what we're covering, but also be encouraged. I think there's going to be a lot of things at night will encourage uh, people to, to, to know, okay, I can do this in my community. So all they have to do is just go to our website at the time on, on November the 5th. Yep. Click what on What time link. is it again? 5 p.m. 5 p.m. on November the 5th, so 5-5. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they just go to pji.org. Mm-hmm. They click there, and it'll be really obvious. They just click the link, and yep. they'll be able to participate. Yeah. And will they have questions, opportunity to submit questions and things like that? or? So you got to be in Palmdale if you want to ask some questions. But, okay. but but from online, I think a lot of the questions you do have will be answered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it will be. And it's, there's, there's some great speakers on the panel. 
Uh, yes. It's going to be quite an event. We've never yeah. done anything like this before at PJI. Yeah, it'll be fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I know I'm going to be there. I know you're going to be there, yep. and, and, and some others as well. Yes. Of uh, notoriety, so it's going to yes. be a great, a great event. Let's talk about the crime in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's reaching levels that I've never heard of or seen before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, wh why is it happening? What's going on? Yeah, the reason it's making national news and, and the reason why it, it affects, you know, a lot of places, not just in L.A. County, is because it's a pattern that's being followed elsewhere. So George Gascon is the district attorney of Los Angeles County, and he started doing no cash bail. He started basically saying, you know, we can we can reform sex offenders. And so, you know, if if they brutally... Uh, you know, uh, rape or, or pillage and, uh, and, you know, they harm innocent young children. You know, we, we don't need to lock them up. We can let them go. And, and so these, you know, people who have sexually abused and assaulted, you know, sometimes even minors are being released back into the community where their victims are living and working and going to school. Not to mention the gang members that are being released and, and the, the third and four-time offenders who... They're just being released. They're being released. Instead of being put behind bars pending their trial, right? they're being released to do... Now, I understand that the stats show that those who are released, uh, they're committing more crimes. Absolutely. Rapes. They're not being Murderers. Reformed. Right. And Gascon, doesn't he see it? I mean, he's, the, he's the, the district attorney. Doesn't he see the stats and say, golly gee, I made a mistake. I better protect the people of Los Angeles and keep these thugs behind bars pending their trial? No, you know what he told Lester Holt? Uh, he said... Uh, and who's Lester Holt again? He's, a, he's an anchor on uh, CBS. Okay. He, he was uh, asking him, hey, crime's gone up. Did you know that? You know, crime's gone up. And, and he said, yeah, it has, and, and it will probably continue to go up. I mean, these guys are funded by people like George Soros. There are several DAs, including uh, Alvin Bragg of the Manhattan District Attorney. He's a Manhattan District Attorney. Doing the exact same thing. Letting criminals loose. He's prosecuting mm. law-abiding citizens. They are for lawlessness. And the, cra and the crazier it gets, the better. Because that's why they were put there. Yeah. And so we've got to get these people out of their positions, and the only way to do that is to vote uh, for law-abiding uh, citizens who, like you know, some of the people who are running here in, or in where I live in Los Angeles County, I mean, they're, they're, they want to end this. They want to stop this lawlessness. Yeah, I know uh, District Attorney Bragg in New York, uh, he's spending a lot of time, though, on, on a case. So what was that case? Oh, yeah, trying to prosecute President Donald Trump. Right, yeah. So he's spending lots of time on that, but yet he's letting murderers, robbers, rapists go scot-free. I, I would be so outraged if I lived in New York. And you know, it's just another reason, I think, why people are leaving New York City, while they're leaving Los Angeles. They're saying, we're not safe. You know, this place is, is run by hooligans. We, we, need to, we need to go someplace safe, especially if they have kids. Yeah, and if they're going to stay, they, they, need, to, they need to vote uh, principally, biblically. They need to vote logically. Yeah, or, um, they'll, or they'll face the consequences. Exactly. Their, exactly. their wives, their children, their families will face the consequences. Yes, for sure. And I think the other thing that we need to consider about the, the district attorney is that he has a lot more power than 
then even like, you know, when you, when you elect a, a governor or, you know, someone, assemblyman, they have power as a body, as a ruling body. But some of these county officials, some of these local officials, they have power to affect your life right now. And so we have an election uh, here in California coming up on November uh, 7th, and I, I think a lot of places all over the uh, country have elections. Folks, don't sleep on this election. Know who is running for local office. Know who's running for county office. You've got to know these things. You've got you to be able to get off the bench and in the game. That's what we're doing at Church Finds Its Voice. And uh, pgi.org, uh, you go to the Church Finds Its Voice tab. We have lots of things that you can do to get involved. But, man, we, we can't. Every election matters, not mm-hmm. just the presidential elections. Every election matters. A lot of people sit out because it's an off year, and I don't know who's you know, running. Find out who's running and know where they stand and then vote biblically. Okay, so this coming, November 7th. Yes. There's an election. Yes. There's people running for office. And this is something for people to take note of and to get involved and, uh, and, to, and to be sure and vote. And, and the stakes are simply too high to not address this. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.